Welcome to Ask a Lawyer with me, Steve Sleeper. Our guest today is Lori Murray with the law office of Lori S. Murray in Columbia, South Carolina, offering criminal defense and personal injury services. As a former prosecutor, she can help you understand your case from all the angles. I began our interview by asking Lori about herself and her firm. A 96 graduate of the University of South Carolina School of Law, um, I'm a former prosecutor. I also worked a brief stint at an insurance defense firm, uh, but I have been on my own in my own practice since 2002 and just recently bought a new office and relocated. It's you know, 52 years old and decided it was time for me to get my own space instead of renting, which I think is a little bit crazy now that I look back on it. But yes, we have a new location. We are a boutique uh, law firm. I could say that because we are small. We handle uh, personal injury cases and criminal defense. I looked at your Facebook page, and it's it's a very active Facebook page. But the first thing that I saw that was that um, on February 3rd, you said you were going to be on that evening on Fox News and also on Court TV on the Murdoch trial. So tell, tell me a little bit about this. I'm really fascinated by what you're doing there. Well, it's been uh, quite the ride the past month. I have fallen into this. I don't know how I fell into it. I know that when this first started, this case first came out uh, or, or these murders happened, I did a video on my TikTok account and these it just got a tremendous response. And so I said, well, wow, who knew you were so interested in the Murdoch case? So I did another one. And so I've been in this, um, involved in the case or at least aware of the case since the very beginning. But when it started going to trial, um, there was court TV was the first one, actually. They were, I had a friend of mine who was doing court TV based in, in being interviewed based on the financial crimes. He's an ethics lawyer. And they started getting more into the criminal side of things. And he said, I don't do criminal law. Contact my friend, Lori. And that's how I got in with court TV. At the same time, there's a judge here in Richland County that is married. He's a former judge, just retired. But he's married to a news director up in Greenville, South Carolina. And she was looking for someone to do daily updates on this case. So they contacted me, asked me if I'd be willing to do daily updates on the case in the morning time for their morning program. And so I started doing morning updates for them. I'm doing court TV at night. Uh, Fox News was the weirdest one. It just came out of the blue from they emailed me um, and asked me if I'd be on. I think I've been on there three times now. Um, I've done WLTX, which is our local CBS affiliate. Um, but yeah, just a lot of Murdoch case analysis. Okay. Okay. And I mean, that's got to help your credibility and, and uh, your brand quite a bit, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of people know about you, uh, you know, well, in the area. So. I hope so. Down the road, <laughs> you know, cause they don't pay you to do that stuff. But um, I mean, it's been fun really and truly I'm exhausted because I do the morning show is at seven 30 every morning and it's, it's visual. So I have to be dressed and ready to go at seven 30 and then, Court TV is at nine. So, and then I have to talk to my, my base, which is my TikTok followers. So I go on there about 10. So it's a long day generally. Um, but the TikTok account has been really good for my marketing. It was never started to be marketing, but it just ended up, you know, helping me. It's still not the main reason I do it. I do it because I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's, it's definitely gotten me some, some cases and, uh, some name recognition, I guess. Talk a little bit about what you're doing on TikTok. Well, I started, you know, 
I have an account right now just to give you a, a recap of where I am. Let me tell you where I am and, and how I got here. Uh, I am sitting on 470,000 followers right now. Wow. And we are really intensely covering the Murdoch case right now. But the place that I came from was not even about law or anything related to law. I have two children. This is back in 2019. I have two kids. I have a daughter and a son. My daughter had just graduated high school. My son was two years behind her. And I I distinctly remember it. I had gone to the farmer's market and picked up some corn because I am a country girl. And I put corn in my freezer for the winter. So I was sitting in the driveway in my car and I turned it on because I had seen it and been watching. I turned it on. I said, I'm going to make a TikTok. And my daughter, this was solely to embarrass this daughter, by the way. My daughter walks by and she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to make a TikTok. And she said, well, put it on the 60 seconds. I said, I know what I'm doing. You know, I got this. And she said, are you sure? And she looks at it you know, closely and makes, she inspects it for me. And then she says, okay, you got it. And I said, well, say hey. She goes, hey, TikTok in the countryest accent you could think of. And that became my first TikTok. That was the first one because that hey, TikTok was, it's, it purely it set out what, exactly what I wanted to do, which was to embarrass her. And so it went, of course, absolutely nowhere. Um, and then I thought, you know what? I'm going to start telling a couple of stories because we see as lawyers, we see some interesting things in the courtroom. And I personally see some interesting things in the courtroom. I have an entertainer type personality. It's always been the best compliment you can give me to tell me I'm funny or I made you laugh. Um, any really better than any compliment you could give me. I would love to hear that I made you laugh. So I started telling a couple of stories and there was, you know, like one in particular was this poor man that was COVID and he had his mask on. He was trying to talk to the prosecutor and he couldn't get his words out. And finally he stopped and reached up underneath his mask and pulled his teeth out. And set him down in his pocket, like shoved him down in his pocket. And I was like, this man, y'all was sitting in court with no teeth. His teeth are in his front pocket. You know, and we just made a joke out of the fact there's this man walking around with no teeth, um, which probably is kind of mean. But now looking back on it, but, you know, it was funny when you're watching it. But I, I, I do the same thing. Yeah. So it, then it became a stories channel. And one day I remember I had a client come in and had done something that I thought was incredibly stupid, which was to let the police you know, get her down to the station to talk to them. And so I did a video and I said, let me just tell y'all something. If the police tell you that they want you to come down and talk to you, to talk to them, uh, to get your side of the story, they don't give a shit about your side of the story. Right. I'm allowed to say that. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, you're allowed to say that. Well, you know, if the police ask you to come down to the station and say they want to get your side of the story, they don't give a shit about your side of the story. They want to get information to use against you. And that video um, in my little world blew up. I got 15,000 followers that, that night. And I realized then, okay, that's what people want to hear. They want to hear legal advice. So I started doing legal advice and it steadily started growing and growing and growing. Um, I did hit a bump when TikTok closed down my account for four months and I was on a backup account, but I didn't have the energy to start it over again. So I just kind of sat there and watched and waited because they never would respond to me. And then I never had a reason. It was just, and it wasn't banned. It was just sitting there as like a glitch so four months and uh, it finally one day was back on and I'll be so done. growing again. I was like, here we grow again. And, um, you know, there is like, there are times when I use this to talk about South Carolina and our politics and, and just to expose things that are going on in our state. I use it to tell jokes. I use it to um, talk about the law, to talk about this Murdoch trial and, and everything, you know, people are looking for different things. And so you get a wide variety of that. You get my personality in there, which is sometimes ironically 
funny and you know the weird things that happen to me, the things that make me mad. You know, I get all kinds of things in there, but it is because of all of those things grown to where it is today. And it has, you know, it was never set out to be a marketing thing. I am a empty nester. And so I enjoy, and I consider these people my friends when I sit down to talk to them at night, I have 470,000 friends. Um, it's it, like I said, it was never, uh, maybe that's why it's successful is because I yeah. didn't set out to be a marketing tool because I don't put my law firm on there. I, you know, people will say, I want you to be my lawyer because of the things I say on there, but it's not me saying, Hey, let me be your lawyer. Um, and I, and I don't think I'll ever do that. I would want somebody to choose me for the right reasons, not because I've reached out and you know said, hey, hire me. I have a couple of million views videos, but the very first one was to University of South Carolina students. And I was like, okay, if you get approached about a fake ID, here's what you do. Put your real one in one pocket and your fake one in the other. Make sure you pull the right one out so that you have it. And you go, well, I don't know why you let me in the bar. Yeah, yeah. Here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my yeah. license. That's the same one I showed him. <laughs> um, so... You know, that one, I had a friend of mine who lives in Texas. I went to high school with him and his son, uh, his mom sent his son that video. And he goes, mom, that's dad's friend. And that was kind of how I knew, like, I was getting a broader audience. That was all the way in Texas. So, and there, you know, people started calling me on that one. I was kind of outed for my TikTok account. I had, I had really kept it a secret um, from my professional, my peers and my friends and everybody. I kept it a secret um, up until that point, And I couldn't keep it a secret. Even a secret anymore. Yeah. What should a person look for in a criminal defense lawyer? So I'm looking for somebody who's going to contact me back instead of pushing me off on somebody else. Um, I would look for Google reviews. I would look for disciplinary actions. And then I would listen to word of mouth. You check them out as much as you can. But um, the ones that pop up, number one, on your Google feed, not necessarily those because they're advertising. But definitely, you know, word of mouth and just reputation is I just would go with um, a friend's recommendation. Your, go to your Facebook pages. Who do y'all recommend? Who do you know? Then check that particular person out. Vet them. Okay, so what happens after a person is arrested for DUI, for robbery, whatever? Okay, so you get in, you're arrested, you're picked up, you are booked into the police station, and you know, that's where you take your photographs and do your fingerprints. And within 24 hours, unless it is one of our most serious crimes here in South Carolina, you are you have a bond hearing. Some of our bonds must be set in general sessions courts. Those are like burglary first, murder, um, I think criminal sexual conduct, first degree. All of those have to be set in general sessions courts, so they're not going to be within 24 hours. And honestly, sometimes they will try to hold those and just punish you and keep you in jail. So it takes an attorney generally to get those set within a timely fashion. But otherwise, you're going to have that bond hearing within 24 hours. You'll get either a surety bond or a PR bond or a note bond. And uh, you can use a bondsman if you want to get out quickly and you don't have the money. If you have the money and want to get it back at the end of your case, then you use your own money. Hopefully you get a PR bond and don't have to put up any money. So then after that, you'll have your first court appearance. They'll put that court appearance date on your bond form so you'll know when to go. And you show up at that first appearance date. In South Carolina, we've adopted a three appearance a three appearance system. So at your first appearance, they're there to just check you and see if you have an attorney. So generally, my clients who come in prior to their first appearance, I can call up to the solicitor's office or to the prosecutor in any county and say, hey, I'm going to be representing him. I'll send him to a letter of representation. Do we need to show up for the first appearance? And they will waive their appearance for that first showing, for that first appearance. 
Second appearance, um, in between there, we, we get we send out a request for the discovery, all the incident reports. We start collecting information about your case and investigating it ourselves if we need to. And at the second appearance, we should have all of that, and they should have a plea um, offer on the table for us if there is one. And at that second appearance is whether we say plea or trial or, hey, I need a little more time. And um, the third appearance would be your actual plea or trial in a perfect world. That's how it works. I mean, I left out the indictment phase in there, too, in the preliminary hearing. Uh, in between your arrest and that first appearance, or even sometime after that first appearance, you can have a preliminary hearing, which is a probable cause hearing. It's held in our lower courts, the magistrate level. That is just to determine whether the probable cause existed for your arrest. Um, another hurdle for the state to have to overcome to bring your case to trial is the grand jury, another probable cause determination. So the grand jury listens to the facts of the case and determines whether there was probable cause for your arrest. And then they will issue a true bill, which is an indictment or a no bill, which is a we're not taking this case up is dismissed. And if it's true bill, then it moves forward. Also, something to note is if it's true bill with an indictment, the preliminary hearing becomes unnecessary. Because honestly, if you can win at a preliminary hearing, you can actually still be re-indicted and brought back they can directly present it to the grand jury and have the grand jury indict you anyway oh okay isn't that fun yeah mm-hmm. how about plea bargains do you, is that a big part of the system in south carolina uh it is um you know there's some cases that we can't plea bargain and um but then you know i don't know if it, i always just consider myself reasonable and working with clients and, and other attorneys and the prosecutors some a majority of my cases plead out, but there are some where we have a stubborn prosecutor who won't offer something that's reasonable, or we have an innocent client and we, or a problem with the case, a problem with what the police have done in that particular case. And so we go to trial. One of the things that you told me before we started recording was that there are not roadside breath examinations for DUIs in South Carolina. That's correct. We've never had them. I'll be darned. Mm-hmm. So if a person uh, is uh, arrested on suspicion of DUI, it's because of the walk the line and the, uh, the we, you know, all the other stuff uh, for, for have the, not the breath test. No, it's not the breath test. We have, you know, you're going to have to have some probable cause to pull the person over, bad driving. Right. right. Um, and then they do three standard field sobriety tests, the um, horizontal gaze nystagmus HGN test the walk and turn test and the one leg race. Those are the three standard tests. And if you see them give four, that means they're not sure. Can you refuse? Absolutely. Okay. And you should. You should. Okay. Because that's given evidence against yourself. And honestly, unless you are stone cold sober and have not one bit of drugs in your system, then you should absolutely refuse because you never know how it's going to register in your system. You don't know what your blood alcohol level is. You don't know those things. And this is really given evidence against yourself. And I, I mean, I know there are some cases and why would I see them because I'm an offense attorney, but I, I don't know a lot of people who have been pulled over on suspicion of DUI and been let go. Uh, usually when they pull you over and they suspect you of a DUI, you're going to jail either way. Right. Okay. Okay. And it makes it a lot harder for them to prove in court when they don't have you on video stumbling all over the place in the one leg raise and then the walk and turn. How about the intoxilizer? Do they use that down at the station in South Carolina? Um, 
it's a breathalyzer machine. I don't believe it is that specific one, but okay. it's a, a breathalyzer. It's yeah. It's, yeah. Yes, it's not a master is what it is. Um, so we do have that down at the station. So, you know, when I do videos on this, people always say, well, you know, what if they'll arrest me if I don't do it? I'm like, you're already under arrest in South Carolina. You're already under arrest. Yeah. And honestly, you can blow a 0.0 on that. And they're still going to come in and say you're on drugs. Mm-hmm. They'll find yeah. a way to make that, that arrest stick. I've had, um, several cases where I've just sat there and I'll call the officer ahead of time and say, I don't want to embarrass you. Don't make me embarrass you. You know, this is the breathalyzer that you, you thought he was on drugs. Here's, you know, he's not on drugs now. So I'm going to, I'm going to put this all in there. I'm going to throw it all in on the defense. And they, that on those types of cases, they'll say, they'll offer the reckless driving. Will you take a reckless driving? No, I will not. I will take a careless operation of a vehicle. And that's a fine and no points. That's it. Our guest today on Ask a Lawyer with Steve Sleeper is criminal defense attorney Lori S. Murray in Columbia, South Carolina. Her website is lauriemurraylaw.com, and her phone number is 803-779-4472.